This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello out there in the vast landscape of disaster divas. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. It's me, Amanda Smith. And we have a third chair with us today. Third chair, tell the world who you are. I am Philip Iscove. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Iscove, uh, TV writer, showrunner, host of the podcast Like It's Empire, which is taking on a new iteration soon. You can indeed, feel free indeed, to tell soon. the people yes. about the iterations. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is what do we so the uh, podcast are, like it's are, 1999. Where are you going now? We're currently wrapping up uh, 1999. I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, yes, we are wrapping it up. Uh, and then I will be taking on 1992 oh. um, with uh, a, a sort of part time guest host of Emily St. James, who will be doing it with me. Oh, I didn't know um, that. That's amazing news. Yes. That'll oh, be, my that'll God. Be that's the best. And uh, and I'll be doing a Patreon as well, which will be uh, double features. So nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it'll be. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's not a, a a huge departure from what we've been doing, but um, yeah. I mean, just talking movies and pop culture and all that. Great stuff. Indeed. With with a luminary like with Emily St. James. Indeed. 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 One of the great minds of our time. I'm gonna say Emily St. James. But what is oh. what is the movie you have brought for us to discuss in this great chronicler of films of our time? Well, yes. I mean, uh, you know, Dante's Peak, obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed that you guys haven't talked about this film yet, quite frankly. Yeah, we were saving it. You know, it was we like to keep the marquee ones like we don't make somebody else watch Super Cyclone. We do that. We say <laughs> yeah. that for ourselves. But uh, so I didn't that know Super can, Cyclone existed. Quite frankly, it so. does. It stars Ming-Na Wen and oh, wow. okay. um, Nick Turturro. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A cousin, a cousin <laughs> a, in the Turturro, uh, you know, sure. a, real, a Nepo baby, if you will. <laughs> yeah. uh, with you the best. Yeah. One of the one of the great feats of acting in the disaster movie universe is mm-hmm. when you have to ride in a car like yeah. it's throwing you every which way. And I think Super Cyclone might be the most like Oscar worthy performance of being jostled in a car cab yeah. of any movie we've watched. Ming-Na Wen gives it her all. And by yeah. all, I mean her I don't know entire she unscathed. Torso. She yeah, she had bruising for sure after that. <laughs> I mean, it is. I guess now that I yeah, I mean, I guess that really is uh, uh, something that's in every disaster film is people in cars just being jostled all over. I mean, we did. You guys did come on for 2012. Yes, um, on our Patreon for our 2009 Patreon, um, which feels sort of like the disaster movie to end all disaster movies in terms of its concept. Right, like that's really. like kind of its thing. right. That's like its ethos. It's and yet at the same time, I don't know. I mean, we talked about 2012 already, so we don't need to to, to you know, no reclamation <laughs> on that. But but I will just say that like <clears throat> it does go to show <clears throat> this movie, in my opinion. <clears throat> And why this movie is great. We were talking off mic about how this movie is obviously, you know, a masterpiece of the genre. I think the reason that this movie is so good is because it's relatively small, all things considered. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. It's, it's 
I like it's and also, you know, I'm obviously a fan of any practical effects that you can do. And there's a lot of practical effects in this movie. Yeah. Um, I'd say and I'm curious as to your thoughts, since you guys have watched many more of these than I have. But like. Computer effects have hurt the disaster movie. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because now you're just like punching out to these giant fucking CG landscapes that all yeah. like look pretty in the way that like a screensaver looks pretty. Yeah. But like <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like you've got actual people in real situations. A hundred percent. We've talked, we talk a lot on the, uh, about like how much we wish that practical effects were still a thing. We, you know, yeah. we love Roland Emmerich because of his work with practical effects and in independence day. And yeah, right. It, yeah, you lose something. And this movie does have the like wonderfully tactile moments that you just don't get anymore. And it's a bummer because most of the CGI that we have now is unnecessary given that a lot of it can be done with practical and they're just doing it with, yeah, yeah. no, it sucks. It's why Paul Feig will continue to champion yeah. miniatures. Well, miniatures the thing. There's, a, there's a lot of miniatures in this that look fucking awesome. Awesome. I mean, yeah. It should be said too. This movie... <laughs> This movie cost almost $120 million in 1997. So, like, wow. this was a fucking expensive movie. Yeah, I kind of didn't realize that, honestly. So, like, and it only made, like, 160 So, like, it really didn't make its money. But, I mean, I imagine they maybe broke even on this. It's just to say that, but like... But it's the long tail with Dante's Peak, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it just the whole the Dante's peak averse of it that no, you know, totally, it does it's... look am- they fly around they actually fly around mount saint helen and do practical like they do have scenes in the caldera of mount saint helens and it fucking looks amazing for a reason Mm -hmm. if it were done with a bunch of cgi on like the 3d soundstage that they use for everything involving star wars like it wouldn't look as good i i I, it was it definitely i I found myself. Why? I mean, listen. I have not seen this film since the theater. So, oh wow, just, okay, so, wow, I did, okay. I did see this in the theater in '97. So, like, this was my first reappraisal of Dante Speak. So, it's been a beat. Wow, I wish and the I, new Beverly would play this. Give Seriously. us the double, oh, the volcano Dante yes. Speak double How feature. How has that happened? That's a very good question. They've started. Honestly, they've started having more fun with their programming and playing things like Black Christmas 2006. True. So, I'm surprised that this one hasn't come back around yet. We can pitch I, this to them. I'm just saying we have enough. To, <laughs> I have seen I have seen how many disaster divas we have in LA now based upon like our metrics. I think we can do it. <laughs> we don't we can't fill a fill a full theater, but we can do like the first seven rows very easily. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we should we should I'm gonna this is my new project. I, I have to say that watching this the other day, there were moments where I legitimately was gobsmacked by the effects and uh-huh, like uh-huh. really <laughs> found myself being like, Wow, I can't believe they pulled this off. Yeah. Part of it too is, so I saw both volcano movies in '97. I think they were were they both '97. They were both '97. Yeah, the 1997. The coast is toast. The coast is toast. <laughs> and I remember being kind of ambivalent about both of them. If I'm being completely honest, like okay. I was like, so the volcano movies are coming out. I'm going to see the volcano movies, but like, am I super excited about either of them? Uh-huh. And I left both of them in '97 feeling kind of the same like I'm glad I saw these but like I don't know that (laughs) I necessarily care I think that Volcano was dumber I think so yeah yeah Volcano is no Volcano is significantly dumber dumber, Volcano solves racism in Los Angeles yeah (laughs) 
Yes, it does. <laughs> and it has two insane leads that make no sense together oh, in Tommy Lee Jones and, and Anne Hash. So like Don Cheadle giving the performance of the movie inside a like disaster control center somewhere in Los Angeles. With a Kangle hat. With a can- <laughs> yeah, and lollipops. The man is selling. <laughs> but this movie, this is like an actual movie movie. Like I it feel is. like there was there was real like you know, uh, technical mastery going into this. Like, I think that Volcano is so winky and so kind of, like, cheesy. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie, at least, like, you can tell that... And, and listen, I don't know this filmmaker's... I don't know Roger Donaldson's filmography, so I can't mm-hmm. speak to what other movies he's made. But, like, this felt like Galen Hurd really produced this movie. Like, this movie felt like a movie movie. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it feels like it feels like it was the in the way that we had you had like doubles coming out around that time in the way that we had like Armageddon, um, Deep Impact, yeah. and to me, Deep Impact is the prestige picture between the two of those. It is. It is. Dante's Peak is like the prestige picture, whereas yeah. Volcano is the Armageddon. It's the Michael Bay totally. crowd pleaser. Can you believe they just? Can you believe they put a volcano in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. The 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 Versus, like, this to is, its Bugs Life. This is basically exactly. the like. What if we knew, what if you all knew the people when, what if you all knew the community that was actually affected when Mount St. Helens went up in 1981? Like, it's almost yeah. like inspired by a true story, particularly with the character totally. of Ruth, yes. who is like that that famous, like, that person they filmed on the side of Mount St. Helens that refused to leave their home and was, like, killed in the flow. I, which is insane to me. I, I Ruth is not, I'm not a fan of Ruth, if I'm being completely Oh, Ruth frank. is the real villain of this movie. Like, <laughs> let's is. be very clear. She is. Grandma Ruth is the villain of this film. Like, she, start to finish. She is the reason their lives are in danger. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She, uh, yeah, she sucks. Although, she, sucks. I mean, she does, she puts herself into the acid lake. Her in the so. acid lake you know what? is no. cinema. I mean, yes, it's the most traumatizing moment in film ever Oh, my made. God. That's like, that's like Bambi's mom getting shot. Like, well, it's like, it's the, like her it's like agonizing the horse face in, uh, as she's crawling through, like, yeah. pulling the boat. It's you're like, like the ah. horse in NeverEnding Story. Yes. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. It's Artax. You're Except so right. if you're rooting for the horse to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the thing about Grandma Ruth is that I, oh. she jumps into that. She jumps into the lake. Yeah. If you told me that Grandma Ruth believed that acid can't hurt people's legs and that's yes. why she does it, I would also believe that. Like, totally. I don't know that, that acid Grandma is fake Ruth. News. That acid yeah. is fake. News. I don't know, knowing what we all know now about yeah. like science believers or science denialists, rather. Yeah. I don't know that I believe that Grandma Ruth understands what she's doing when she jumps into it <laughs> or that she's making the sacrifice we all know she's making. And so, yeah, Ruth, Ruth is QAnon in 2020. Oh, 100%. Like, we know now that like off gridders like that, it's not cute. Yeah. Like there's no, a psychosis is... there that underpins a lot of it for these people. Yeah. Not necessarily all of them, but enough of them for it to be a fucking problem. Yeah. yeah. I, and also, like, we. If you you think of Portland and all like you think of the northern the northwest is like very liberal, but there is such a strong like white oh, yeah. supremacist white oh, yeah. nationalist. Oh no, it's if outside of the you know outside I don't of know the why south, I'm explaining it to you. Yeah, you know this. outside of the south, Oregon, especially like during the civil rights era, Oregon was one of the worst places you could be in the entire country if you were not a white individual. It's the cradle of stormfront. Yeah, it is a the movie Green Room is based in rural Oregon because like if you go to a place in Oregon off the beaten path where you don't want to be found like it's not crazy to think that you're going to find like a pocket of a Nazi organization there but Portland's awesome Portland's awesome the Willamette Valley has has it's going has it going on 
and it is just like it's actually like, hey, surprise, guys! This is a this is a cradle of white supremacy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's very one of, it's, yeah. yeah. It's one of the regions where I will not go onto dating apps specifically because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's not. I don't want to find out the three percenter tattoo when I'm removing his shirt. Like, right? I don't yeah. That in my life. Well, and it's very like you know, there's there's kind of like I, I feel yeah, like there's a thing too about like the Pacific Northwest. With the like the outdoorsiness and yeah. the the survivalist sort of mentality can really lend to a life amidst the temperate rainforest of like Oregon, Washington, Idaho. So there's that like there's that strong vein of it. Like when when I go home, when I was there for the fires in 2020, like every night, every night, my brother-in-law would get off work and either him and my sister or him and his best friend would just go driving, just go driving through the fires to just see what was up. Yeah. See what was going. See if like <laughs> they were like hoping, honestly, to find people who were trying to break into houses because they wanted to like be out there helping serve justice. Like in, in like there well, was definitely a considerable watching that happen. There was a lot of post-apocalypse cosplay going sure, on among sure. like the community that my sister and brother-in-law live in. You know, I'll say that you know it's interesting because I'm I imagine we'll be com- some to some degree comparing and contrasting with volcano just for all for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, but. Mm-hmm. What I do think about this movie, I love a small town. You yeah. know what I mean? I love yeah. that this this movie has that sort of uh it's jaws, but it's a volcano. Yeah. Yeah. Um vibe of like no one wants to pay attention to it. No mm-hmm. one wants to admit that they're in the I mean, it's insane that they're this close to an actual volcano, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But I just the thing about it, it felt like a real location. It was yeah. real location. Yes. You could tell that this was either a built sort of main strip was built. I'm assuming mm-hmm. to some degree it was, um, but it still had no, that it's a town kind in of... Idaho. They're like, oh, take really? great okay. pride in it. Yeah. There's a town, it's some random town in Idaho that they actually like fully take pride in the fact that they were the, the set for Dante's peak. Oh man. There that. must be love so that. much volcano paraphernalia sold at sure. the mercantiles of for that sure. location. <laughs> Wallace, it's... Idaho. That's what it Wallace, is. The official, I mean... the town where Dante's peak was filmed. It looks it looks great. It's got kind of a stars Hollowy vibe to it. Yes, you're, it you're, does. I mean, like it's so idyllic. You know. It's like well, the case yeah. for small town America. Well, when we meet, totally. the, sorry, go ahead, Phil. No, 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 no. Yeah, that was, I was just I was, I was when it. when we meet. You know, we, we we enter this town by way of Mayor Linda Hamilton. Indeed, and <laughs> we learn that the town has won an award as the like best town for under 20,000 people. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is such an insane, like one fully believable designation of like how towns are awarded, but also like that really, I, I, one of the things I love about this movie is that it is so deeply believable how everything that happens with mayor Rachel and Pierce Brosnan, Uh because she is reacting exactly the way anyone would react if Pierce Brosnan walked into your town of under 20,000 people and you were a single mom and you had nothing, <laughs> oh, man. But, and he did nothing but just show interest in You're you. You're absolutely yeah. right. Like yeah. that is, yeah. Every choice Rachel makes is I'm like, yeah, Rachel, go for it. Get it. You are equally as awkward as any of us would be if Pierce Brosnan were just like, yeah, hi, I'm going to ride shotgun in your car and be great with your kids. And also- just flirt with you, but in a non-aggressive way, and yeah, then you, seduce you. You've d- you you've dated any realistic prospect in this town, or like yes. oh, for sure. your best friend dated them, or like maybe they're a cousin. Like your pool is small, so but I Pierce also, strides in. It's over. What I also feel like to your to your point, Randa, that like what I liked is that she doesn't push back on his notions either. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, she could be the mayor. You can tell that she's concerned, 
But at the same time, the bigger concern she has is for the well-being of the town, yeah. as opposed to the people that are concerned about, uh, you know, about losing Commerce. funding. and. Ver- okay. But it, it should be said, though. And am I allowed to jump ahead? In oh, yeah. Of- we don't go have to go sequentially. We're all over the place. No, no. Uh, oh, shit. We just the talked town about is- decimated <laughs> yeah everyone is either killed or has to flee this town and then the credits roll like there's <laughs> never any sort of they don't really try yeah to give you a sense like what i was there's no deep impact moment of the waters receded the waters it's just receding, like or even or even that investor seeing an opportunity yeah in rebuilding this town mm-hmm. being like right? okay we've had or our anyone once in, we've had our once in a millennia eruption this place is probably good to go now like right i mean there's any number i guess my point yeah. is i was a little surprised not to see some sort of a grace note that would be like <laughs> it's okay the town of dante's peak is gonna be okay instead it's just a grim ashscape <laughs> that they fucking fly in a helicopter out of and you're like Wow. Okay. A choice. It's a choice. Absolutely. One of the, to me, one of the most moving, one of the most like impactful moments of cinema I have ever experienced is that moment where you see the pyroclastic flow coming down the mountain. It's awesome. That like, that was, is one of those formative moments of how much I, I, realizing how much cinema could hit me watching something. And just like, and since that movie, that movie like made the term pyroclastic flow, one of the coolest phrases in the English language to me. Like it is just, this movie did a lot for like, it was scary as hell, but it's like, it did a lot for being like, do I want to be a volcanologist? Like (laughs) this stuff is really awesome happening out there. It's a very compelling argument for volcanology for sure. Much more so than, much more so than volcano. (laughs) Have you guys seen fire of love? Have you watched the documentary? I haven't, I haven't watched Fire get... of Love. I watched so they they actually there's a very old documentary on that couple that I saw back in geology in high school and which the end credits play basically like you do, do this whole documentary and then at the end they put up the chiron of like they died in a volcano. <laughs> oh, oh. And then but then they yeah. reprise the theme song of the movie, which of course is feeling hot, hot, hot. Um <laughs> So go straight from that. No, no. It's that not Chiron, it's not the song from Poseidon. Right? It's, it's no, not. It is not. There's got to be it's, a morning after. No, it just it, it you go from that Chiron of they died in a pyroclastic flow to feeling, feeling hot, 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 hot. hot. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I almost got I hope out that, of that was class in a will. For laughing. I hope that was in like a last wish. If anybody memorializes us, yeah. you are required to play the song hot, hot, hot. Because I, that's just what I, we want our love to be represented by. Fire of Love is currently on Disney Plus because yeah. it's a Nat Geo movie. I've heard it's uh, really it's I've fantastic. Only heard great it's one of my one of the it. best films I saw this year for sure. I've heard people um, say and that. It, and it does uh legitimize volcanology, which could just straight up seem insane. Yeah. It is, and no, it, it does still insane. seem crazy, but yeah. like there is a this movie, I would argue isn't all that interested in the science, as you can imagine. I was just um, looking at, there is a section on the Wikipedia called so, Geologists' Reception yeah. and Educational yeah, Purposes. And so, there is a quote, the fact-checking on USGS's information page concluded, quote, in many but not all respects, the movie's depiction of eruption, ha- eruption hazards hits close to the mark. So that's the thing with okay. this movie is that geologists like do just dis- we all fucking love disaster like not all but almost all of us love ge- disaster movies and when you do the okay volcano or D- Dante's Peak volcano has nothing that is nothing. scientifically accurate nothing about it can be accurate <laughs> Dante's can Peak be. like it's just not it's not nothing geologically- about it can be accurate except the importance of the Beverly Center we right, all that's know true. that that is the heart 
and soul of Los Angeles. That is absolutely true. It is the, Which, the by empty the way, beating heart. Uh, <laughs> if only a volcano would come and steal the Beverly Center, we'd all be better off for it. But I, 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 I do think, though, on the... The thing about Dante's Peak that there's a lot of things that I like about it, but I do want to say that that there's like a a grimness to it mm-hmm. that I think and I, and I don't want to say a groundedness because I don't really think that that's what it's going for, yeah. but it is going for like human stakes in a way that most disaster movies, at least the ones I've seen, don't. Mm-hmm. Like I think about even just the opening and having the wife get oh, taken out yeah, with it. like that's a yeah. grim he's, death like, holding her close to him and, and screaming she's like and, and seizing she's, she's and like, it's yeah, fucking, because yeah. she got a lava bomb out. into her brain a yeah. lava bomb a yeah. tiny lava bomb through the hood of a fucking truck it's into great. her brain and she's it's hemorrhaging great. in his arms yeah. the sh- and like the you're shaking? just like oh wow this movie's going there yeah and then even just like at the end when pierce is sort of trapped in the car and he's trying to get that receiver, that that sort of, yeah. you know, whatever that mm-hmm. thing is, um, that signal to work. I mean, they were in there for days. Like, there's a part of me <laughs> yeah. that's just like, yeah. this is a fucking dark movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really hand wave away that that light has been blinking for one or two days. And yeah. everyone's like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice. It was blinking. The emergency right signal for like a they just yada, yada much. Yeah. <laughs> Like Linda Hamilton has been in a cave with her small children for two to three days Jesus. thinking Pierce Brosnan is dead while he is crushed underneath a bunch of like rubble and a car. It is brutal. It's, like, it's he really soiled, crazy. That man had to soil himself multiple times multiple in that times. car. No choice. He couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. No choice. He, there's just, and, and you know, obviously they kind of hand wave what Linda and her kids and that dog went through trapped in there for a yeah. couple of days too. It's, you know, you also have the fact that like, as we mentioned, Rue throwing herself into the acid lake, like this movie is, and I, I would argue it might be why this movie wasn't as successful as they would have liked I think it you're to be, right. is that this movie is like grimmer than, than, you would think it would be well like it's not it's not as much a popcorn movie the wikipedia it says unlike volcano dante's peak received mostly negative reviews compared to the generally mixed reviews of its rival and i bet that was like if you're gonna go from like listen we had a fun time but it's generally mixed to like man that was a feel bad movie and it's probably its consensus should probably be generally mixed but then you're also like I had a bad fucking time. That's well, gonna drop that. And I, I do think love that it. like a movie like this, generally speaking, falls. I'm assuming anyway, right? I mean, even your yeah. uh, your um, Towering Infernos and your Poseidon Adventures and what have you back in the day, there was still kind of an element of kitsch to it and an element yeah. of camp oh, to totally. it. Totally. And I feel like th- there's none of that in this. Like no. you have a little bit of of quite frankly, bad comedic relief from uh, Grant Hesloff. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you, you really don't have much levity in this movie mm-hmm. outside of the fact that the two leads have great chemistry and they're keeping the thing yeah. afloat, I think, in terms of otherwise, I think it would be kind of a slog. Also, shouts yeah. out to Grant Heslov, all-star of both this and Congo. I know. Like, I was a yeah, disaster movie oh. champion of the mid '90s. His death in Congo, one of the great movie Congo. deaths of all time. Uh, the how running, does he die in Congo? Shaking, let me go, let me go, and oh. then he just collapses dead, probably of a heart attack. Like yeah. probably, <laughs> literally scared 
to death yeah after he runs screaming at a person just shaking in their face screaming let me go and then they let him go and he just fucking collapses to his death it's like (laughs) grant heslop he will deliver on the moment yeah you don't have you don't have that hair without it all (laughs) going all the way absolutely so i one of the things that i was thinking as i was uh as I was watching this was about the photography. Okay. Um, the movie's shot by, and I'm not even going to try to butcher his name, but he did go on to direct a couple action movies and then ultimately uh, not much else. But this movie's really kind of wacky in the way that it's shot. It's got mm. a lot of these like kind of canted angles. It's got oh, lots shot, of long shot shots. He shot Prizzy's mm-hmm. Honor. Right. He shot Terms of Endearment. Yeah. Ooh, Death Trap, the Sidney Lumet movie. Yeah. He directed several Sidney Lumet movies. Good filmography, this guy. No, he's, the man, he's a really the man interesting loves a DP. Dutch tilt. Like... He does love some Dutch angles. <laughs> mm-hmm. He, But also just like lots of like these Sidney kind Lumet's of crazy wow. like arm shots where they'll go like over bridges. And like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a it's a really fun movie in the way it's shot, which I think goes a long way yeah. towards not making this feel stagnant. And you and, know what yeah. I think is relevant here? He owes also the DP for Jan de Bont with speed. That's what, that's 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 what I'm saying. Like that's, this guy, this key. guy knew yeah. his way around a dynamic action yeah. film in a very static setting, totally. even totally. on a fucking bus. Yeah. So and it, the better fugitive movie, U.S. Marshals. Okay, Thanks, no, everybody. we're not doing that. We're not doing that right now. <laughs> keep yeah, talking, please, Phil. Yeah, 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 I I'll love the Amanda um, standard. I think for that Clay I Keller do right think now. that. Um, it's shot really fun. Mm-hmm. I think Pierce Brosnan's de- doing some serious Alan Grant, Dr. Oh. Alan Grant oh, in this yeah. movie. He knew. He, he's really, really channeling that. I, I also yeah. love the fact that the film he does previous to this is Mars Attack, so I'm not mistaken, where he plays yeah. also a scientist. That's right, uh, yeah. I feel yeah. like Pierce Brosnan took the, took the money from Bond and was like, well, now I can have some fun. Yep. And like yeah. he's just he he which is exactly totally. the tactic like one hopes for from their superstars. Yep. It's just yep. don't you know look don't don't crim, Chris Chris uh what's the worst Chris? Oh what's, Pratt. Chris yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt like Chris Pratt has the money and the like the Hollywood cachet at this point that he doesn't have to keep playing gritty. Yeah. And doesn't have to keep playing Chris Pratt characters, and yeah. yet he does. <laughs> and also, well, I think that's just political beliefs. Yeah, yeah. That too. yeah. But like, he could have fun with it. Like, he could go, he could go have a good time, and he could, he could enjoy and like play into the character and have a sense of humor about it. And he, because he can afford to, but he does not. And I think it really like good job, Pierce Brosnan, for just continuously yeah. being like, I got the money from Bond. I did that shit. Now mm-hmm. I can just. I can kiss Linda Hamilton takes, on the side of a mountain. And he takes some swings and he yeah. I think he has fun with the Pierce Brosnan persona. Me too. Like I do think yeah. that like Thomas yeah. Crown Affair, which we talked about on 99, I really like, although the episode I was fighting with the rest of the people on it. I need to that's one I need to give another chance to because I found it interminable, just fucking excruciating the first time I watched it. <laughs> and but I'm like, I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong about this one. I need to go back into that movie and give it another chance. I, I really like Renee that Russo movie. In I, it, fucking spectacular she's rad and i i think that i i really like that film um but that being said i do think i agree with you amanda that like he got bond after you know wanting it years previous he finally gets it goldeneye is great it's a hit mm. and he takes i mean there's a pretty big chunk between goldeneye and um tomorrow never dies mm, I'm not okay. mistaken it's like it's it's a i think it's like three or four years if i'm not wow, mistaken okay. okay um and in that gap 
is when he does this, he does Mars attacks. He And you just get the sense that he's just like, I want to take this for a spin and see what I can do. Yeah. Um, well, it seems like he's yeah. always had that relationship with the idea of him too. Cause like, then you have yeah. after like going on to make things like Mamma Mia. Like, yeah, no, Pierce sure. Brosnan seems to have a really good perspective on who <laughs> you think Pierce Brosnan is. And can I just tell you that I saw Pierce Brosnan at Nobu. I know this sounds like I have. <laughs> no, I love this. Here. I love That's every perfect. part of this story already. Yeah. I saw Pierce Brosnan at Nobu. I was there with some friends and the man still looks great. Oh, he's just yeah. sit, what a movie he's sitting star. by himself in the sun, oh. having sushi. He is living <laughs> the fucking life. Yes. Yeah. I got, like, he doesn't have to have been, but like in my mind, he's in an entirely linen outfit. And yeah. it's just yeah. so <laughs> chic. He's yeah. just, he's just, he still looks great. Oh. Yeah, Good no, he's man. got that Cary Grant. My mom, my mom has a story about Cary Grant where basically where he was probably in his 70s or 80s at that point when she saw him and she was just like, he still get, he could get it. Yeah, oh, for like, oh, she didn't use that phrase. She didn't use the he can still get it, but she was like, he was sexy. Was I think her exact quote? <laughs> yeah. Like Harry Grant in his seventies and eighties was still sexy, yep. and I'm like that. Well, it just really, from- it really like it speaks to that movie stardom thing. Where like everybody in Hollywood's beautiful. That's like that's the thing. Sure. But like yeah. not everybody hits you like some of those people do. And it's like, oh, of course you're handsome. But the reason I'm obsessed with you mm-hmm. isn't that you're handsome. It's there's this thing that shines out from the inside of you that just like even when you are. You could be decrepit and it would still be yeah. like, oh, my sir. Well, like, he's got, I, he's got an amazing smile is the thing. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. just got an amazing smile. And I do feel like because I'm in my head, I'm just sort of like, it's been a bit. Yes, he's in Black Adam. He plays, I don't know, the Alfred to Black Adam or whatever yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, he is in that yeah. movie. One movie I'll never see. But I do feel like and then he was in The Sun, that AMC show for a few years. Right, right. Yeah. He just feels like a guy that's sort of like. He clearly doesn't need to work, yeah. but I do yeah. feel like I would love to see a resurgence. I'd love to see someone Me give too. him like uh, a, a super juicy songs? fucking supporting role and get an Oscar nomination or something. Like you know just what feels I would love like to he- see? Yeah. Just British ass Bond Pierce Brosnan spend oh, sure. a season as the as like the counterpoint figure to Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. Like give me <laughs> oh, Pierce Brosnan sure. in Americana. I... <laughs> like yeah, being showing like two hunks. Yes. Two oh, hunks God. of the nineties. Well, for if our you can see Amanda's That's face right now, Amanda like needs a frankly, second. Frankly, I think that might be my sexual fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I that I could that makes total I, sense for you. Like Pierce Brosnan and Kevin Costner fighting. Yeah, in Montana. In Montana. That, if just like at one point, Kevin Costner happened to, to throw a baseball back and forth to Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I would, which that I character would, be would totally do a flutter. And I also, I want to posit one other thing that I think would also be great for Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, is for him to be in a Knives Out movie. I was gonna oh, say, with- yeah. I was waiting for a gap to say I need to see him play opposite. I want him Benoit to be Blanc. another adversary. I want him to be a competing mystery solver to the world's yes. preeminent mystery yes. solver, Benoit Blanc. Or the villain. Sexual tension yes. between them is yes. through the roof. Oh no, he needs to be from MI6. <laughs> like I want, and I fully believe. Am I six to bring in Benoit Blanc? Yeah, no, that, like yeah, that he's basically like, he's on the case, and then they bring in Ben, and then Benoit Blanc happens to be traveling through you know <laughs> London at the time, <laughs> and he gets tangled up in it, and he and Pierce Brosnan are like, oh god, yes, that, I want that. That I, would be that incredible. sounds fantastic. I I might DM Ryan right there. Do it. <laughs> I, I I feel like I, I want to shout out the Roger Donaldson of this because mm. I, somebody asked on Twitter not too long ago. It uh-huh. was like, 
who are the journeyman directors out there? Now, like, what? who I'm are looking the him first... up because I don't know him at all. Because well, yeah, okay, I remember so that I'm question. There was like right now there were like no... twenty yeah. movies here, and like there's a run of there's Cocktail in 1988. Sure. He did oh Cadillac Man with Robin Williams in sure. 1990, but then he does Species in 1995. He does uh, this in species. 1997. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just got like a couple in there where it's like, oh yeah, I do know. Thirteen that movie. Days is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, just yeah. like, but he doesn't. He doesn't write any of these things. And it's now I feel like the directors who show up for hire and make someone else's script. I feel like that's like that goes to DTV now. Like I think of folks like James Nunn and the ones making like Scott Adkins movies. But you don't really have anymore those directors who just like show up any genre, any fucking movie, somebody else's script and turn in like a good day's work. We I, don't, I don't have I do that at a closest, box office level anymore. I think the closest is, um, oh Jesus, uh, Mangold. And, uh, I, yeah. and I think oh, he's- I, And I think that might've been like the one answer I remember somebody giving to yeah. that prompt was like, like, you know what, only, James and, Mangold. And even, and even Mangold, I would say is certainly above average. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I think James Mangold is a good director. He's not, yeah. Yeah. I don't is, ride for don't him in the way that some like other people do. I think this is like a judgment of quality. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. like the person who serves that but role. He's like kind of exceptional. Like he's kind of exceptional. But yeah, it's you're absolutely right that in the feature space, yeah. most of the kind of like yeah. anonymous gun for hires tend to be in the Marvel space to a certain yeah. degree, um, or they're kind of pulled out of obscurity, quote unquote, um, you know, and they the, the 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 leap now is just much bigger and much faster, right? So yeah. like, if you make a you know safety not guaranteed, you're given a fucking Jurassic World franchise. Yeah. So like, it's it's that type of stuff. So I watched. I, I finally it, watched Confess Fletch last night, which was as ec- wonderful as yeah. everyone. Is it on streaming said. now? It's on. Yeah. It, well, I have it via Prime. It might be like a Showtime. I know that I could access it via my Prime. It's stuff. on Showtime. I really want to see. Oh, I can. I, my folks have Showtime. <clears throat> I can. I can make. That and happen. it's like it, that feels like a perfect vehicle to be one of those yeah. kind of like director yeah. for hire. But it's it's written and directed by Greg Matola. It's like no, yep. this is from like the vision of a person. Screenplay by Zev Boro, like based on a book. Yep, yep, but yep. it felt like one of those movies where like this would be the kind of movie that would come out with a Roger Donaldson at the helm, like doing a good job with somebody else's mm-hmm. script. And it's like, even something like that now is kind of like a writer director, single mind piece. Well, you know, something that I think is also worth noting um, <laughs> in terms of the way this film is different from films that we make today is mm. there's so much location work. Yeah. So like yeah. they are actually shooting out in these places Um now, they're shooting in the mountain range that the like right. that actual that Mount St. Helens like would be a part right. of. They're in Washington. it would all be there'd be so much blue screen work. There'd be yeah, a fair yeah. amount. I mean, like the, and and listen, I I understand why that's how it works today. I yeah. I do get it on cost cutting and what have you, but putting these people in actual locations, yeah, it's one of the things that I fully agree with Nolan on. And Chris Nolan has like the freedom to do, which is yeah. he shoots in fucking places. Like, yeah. and it makes these feel so much realer. Uh, so I, I appreciate the hell out of that. I loved that this movie was so tactile. Yeah, and it's even in even in Confessional like watching last night. Like yeah. they've just got they they went to Italy and they filmed yeah. part of that movie because he meets totally. an Italian like Contessa. And it's like, well, look totally. at that. We just do a little globe trotting with things like that. You watch, you watch Spy, and so much of the fun of watching like Paul Feig's Spy is mm-hmm. like that they they go to Lake Como. They they have these yeah. madcap yeah. scenes in Rome. Like yeah. they're it's it's just it's so tangible. Totally. Yeah, I mean, well, so it, it wasn't just like again they shot not just like in that was on the robots the robot scene where the, where the earthquake happens. 
that was shot on Mount St. Helens. Like that yeah. was actually done. It's insane. They, yeah. The fact that they had the helicopter, they got helicopter shots, which means they had two hellicopters flying around the caldera of Mount St. Helens. <laughs> Why this movie but, cost $120 million in 1997 bucks. Though. Yeah, but like, good. It should. You should it's money do that. Well spent. I can see it yeah. on fucking screen. That is yeah. why. That is why there's such joy yeah. in the in the Bond movies still, mm-hmm. in at least through the Craig iteration and in in Cruise's Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. They go to the places. They shoot yeah. these movies for fucking ever, yeah. and you are in the places, feeling the feeling the things and seeing the sights. Well, I, and it's like, I would say wow, too, they're in everywhere. No, totally. I, yeah. I also think there's something to be said for. You know, they do a really seamless job. Like the, the sequence that comes to mind is the bridge sequence when it's oh. falling apart. Oh, the God, Lahar. Yeah. yeah, the Lahar the, is a great sequence. Like the, all the matches between the models and mm-hmm. the real cars, mm. and then the guy's death, which is yeah. again super fucking sad. Yeah, um, oh, like yeah. It's, it's just he's like watches his friends. It's, it, there's just something really kind of heartbreaking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, it's like. To, to match all that stuff, your model work, your special effects, and your practical stuff, mm-hmm. they just do an amazing job. So you're watching it, and it just feels so... Re- it just feels like movies should feel. Yeah. As opposed to now, where it would just be all computer-generated. Yeah, he would feel stuff. rubbery, and you wouldn't get... It just wouldn't be the same. Like, you really... If you had told me they killed that actor in the process of <laughs> yeah. making that shot, I would be like, yeah, that's it's like watching it. like, it's like watching Indonesian action ones. films and being like, yeah. so a hundred stunt men were killed. Yeah. And that's why I felt every hit, right? I remember yeah. watching one with my dad when I was home a couple years ago and him being like, I mean, they don't got OSHA over there, do they? And I was like, no, dad, no. I think they don't. Like no. because yeah. somebody must have died. I think they really did yeah. get beat to death with that sock filled with pool cues like i i do think as well you know in terms of the 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 tactility and the practicality of this movie the other like all the ash Mm -hmm. is actual ash so it just looks gigantic it's a health violation it must have been a nightmare to film with right but like it looks fucking awesome like it just it all just feels like they're on a set or they're Mm -hmm. on location and they're just dumping this shit from the air and it just looks great which is what you again 100 what we want from these movies we want a little bit to be like wow the actor like for all of the talk of how you know what's his name didn't talk to his family for a month while he was shooting or for three years while he was shooting elvis like i don't care about that kind of suffering (laughs) no i don't either i care i don't care if jared leto sent you a rat in a box yeah no i care about like Cameron, like James Cameron made Kate Winslet learn how to hold her breath for several minutes. I want to know that Sigourney Weaver is now an accomplished free diver because she can hold her breath for seven minutes because she needed to film these scenes. Like, yeah, (laughs) I that is the kind of pain and suffering I want to hear about from my actors. And likewise, I want to hear about with this. like, Like it actually becomes like an accrued skill. Yeah, like, I want to know. And like, now yeah. I am this much more advanced as a person. Pierce totally. Brosnan actually did have to call about the meso- the mesothelioma lawyers because of this film. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want right. to hear that sort of story. Like, that's what I he want is from these part movies. of a class uh, action lawsuit yeah. now. Yeah. There is Not. no question that people inhaled so much of that shit. Oh, and it must have been terrible. But, been but it looked awful. Great. But it and it looks so good. And show me the BTS know, of everyone in oxygen masks between James. <laughs> I also think too, like, despite the fact that all of the boulders are clearly made of like styrofoam or whatever, I love styrofoam. It still looks great. Yeah. I also felt like you know, there's a lot of you guys mentioned this obviously early on, but like, yes, there's a lot of driving footage, but like, 
I love him driving over lava. I love yeah. him driving oh, yeah. through a fucking lake. The like, tires I, bumping over great. lava yeah. is yeah. so good. Burning out and then just continuing to spin and hit lava up into yeah. the car- undercarriage of the car as if that's yeah. not going to cause more problems. Yep. Yep. Great stuff. Great, great stuff. This so the Phil, you haven't you should watch this movie because it is a fantastic time. Mm. But uh, we recently watched Skyfire, which is a oh yes, mm. so is a Chinese the first big Chinese uh, disaster movie, and the okay. premise is essentially Dante's Peak meets Jurassic Park. But like we Sweet. built, yeah, we built it as a resort. Yeah, like we built of, the resort like, the foot on of a an volcano. volcano. Yeah, and oh. like they take tourists into the caldera to get them as close as possible to the lava, and yeah. then it erupts, and oh no, catastrophe! Surprise! Sure. Who would have thought that the active volcano would then erupt? And it does have like, it has a couple of harrowing uh, pyroclastic flow sequences, and it also is a movie that opens with the pyroclastic flow killing a wife. Of course, because volcanoes do require. This is something that you we really only learn wives. about. Yeah, if you're in geology, you do learn that you you yeah. need to be careful and make sure that you're not part of a husband wife geology yeah, duo. You can't be a wife or a mom. Mm-mm. Not if you're ge- not if you're a volcanologist specifically. Mm-mm. You can be in a different field of geology, but you can't both be volcanologists because the volcano will always target the wife. Yeah, um, that's interesting. It's yeah. like Volcanoes a Joe the versus the volcano situation where like you have yeah. it mm. needs sacrifices. Yeah, to, to, yeah. well yeah. could be. It's very similar. I think that they're, yeah, you know, we don't still understand a lot of the processes that go on inside the <laughs> earth. Um, but we do that, know that, that like, was the last part of Amanda's geology degree she didn't get was learning yeah. why geological events target moms and wives. I know. I, I, did I not do take that class. On, on a, I, have, I have a, a slight. Uh, did you, have you guys seen Aloha? I have, I not, have not seen Aloha. Okay. I know. Um, and that's every, fine. I, I mean, like, I no, know it. And the no, no need to. No need to. I bring this up only because uh, when I was an assistant at UTA, I read the first draft of Aloha, which at the time was called Deep Tiki. Yes, um, it was. <laughs> and I shit you not. Uh, and at that point, I believe Ben Stiller and Reese Witherspoon were attached. That, that was that iteration of it. Mm-hmm. And I say this because at the end of that movie, there's like a volcano. There's a volcano that's about to erupt. And the only way that they can stop the volcano is by like throwing, I mean, it's it's the most Cameron Crowe thing you could ever imagine. Like records and I was artifacts gonna say, as soon as you said, like, like, it's gotta be a record of some and sort. Like music that happens and, and if you, you throw feeling hot, hot, hot into the well, volcano, me, it's too recursive so and it actually. They took stops. this out of the movie, but this was the first draft of the script, which is that basically it's like Jerry Maguire meets Joe versus the volcano, yeah. which wow. is like this guy needs to stop this volcano from erupting. And the only way to do that is to like put personal artifacts inside the volcano in order. Like it's I just love the idea of volcano as metaphor yeah where, like it is and and it does feel as though we like the idea that like you can quote unquote stop a volcano is just like not a thing yeah, obviously no, turn it off. and yet it is the thing that every single one of these movies drives towards oh yeah yeah, well, yeah and, I, and, and and but what you of everybody knows what you have to do is blow it up yeah. Well, yeah. that is the solution. It's nukes. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't put you don't put your records in. Right. You nuke it, and right. that's how you stop it. That's yeah. what they did in Ashfall, and it Ashfall. Now Another that bit. if you want to watch a great <laughs> that is that is the, like the premier volcano movie. Honestly, prestige. That's the one, right, Amanda? Where they're like, it ends up there's like a standoff between China yes. and the United States, yes. and in the middle are the Koreans yeah. having to be like, stop it! And it becomes yeah. like a geopolitical metaphor. With a nuke, yeah. Incredible. It's amazing. That okay, so amazing. Phil, so Ashfall is a South Korean movie, and 
it is a mix of a disaster movie, a heist film, and a buddy road comedy. Yeah, it is and, one of and the and most like, fun and films. A countries at war movie. Yeah, and like then there's also geopolitical. Like there's also all the geopolitical stuff. Basically, the premise is that there is a volcano on the South Korean North Korean. Yeah. Or no, there's a uh, there's a volcano on the North Korean Chinese border that's going to erupt, and a team of South Korean bomb diffusers has to break into North Korea, steal a nuke, yeah, steal a nuke, yeah, drive to the border, and put the nuke into the base of the volcano to yeah. stop the volcano from erupting. With both China and the United States having competing interests for like whether or not the volcano blow goes up. Yeah, but and also whether or not they use like South Korea using a nuke would be considered yeah. a violation of protocol. Like all of these different okay. things. It's so good. Though. It's so like, entertaining. It's so entertaining. It's such a good time. And it it's is not successfully it's not South do Korean all of disaster these genres at once. It's yeah, not, it's like it's not going to ruin you. It's like a, a Pandora. It's a great time. Like, it sounds amazing. It it's sounds honestly great. one of my favorite movies that we've watched on this podcast. South like, Korea is South Korea like... has some disaster movie output now that is like our nineties of disaster movies. Yeah. Like they really there's one called is it Exit? Amanda? It was Exit. Is it... Exit is the one with the with the rock climber. It's people yeah. who end up in on a rooftop above like top like the city fills with toxic gas that's rising and rising. And our heroes have to basically like rock climb from rooftop to rooftop to get to yeah. safety or like run through the streets in chemical hazmat outfits. It is so compelling. It's it really, is, they're and doing it's also really funny. Like it's fucking, it's, so it's funny. A, yeah. The, this in terms of I had no idea that yeah. there was, I mean, I guess I could have gleaned it, but like the, the volcano genre is pretty deep. Like there's yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Um, Especially when you I, get I, into those Tubi annals. There's oh also God. like volcano sequences. Like I'd say arguably like the best part of Star Trek Into Darkness is the opening in the volcano. Oh, interesting. Um, where Spock has to like set off something in order to freeze the inside of the volcano. Or something <laughs> sure. Like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it is really interesting. And then, I mean, there's Northman as well, which obviously uh, ends with Fucking a love. volcano sequence. It is, yeah. I mean, who knew that volcanoes were such a trope? But I guess well, they I are. mean, we end They're deeply we end primal for Return us. of the they King are. inside of a volcano. Also yep. true. One yeah, of the, I mean, that one whole of thing the is most magnificent volcano. volcanoes of all time in Mordor. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got uh, what's it called? Uh, fucking Star Wars. I was gonna, right? yeah, I was gonna say you like Star Mustafar. Wars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. this is a gift that yeah, keeps on giving. Definitely, I think there's something to what you're what you're sort of driving at, Amanda. But like that, it does feel primal. Yeah. It does feel sort of uncontrollable um it feels like something that we don't understand either and lava is everything okay just yeah. yeah no it's fine there was awesome. a just a very i don't know if it's a daddy long legs or what that just decided oh wow to crawl and i just wasn't expecting it and at first i thought it was kit hair and then i saw it and i was like oh no that's a that's a bug um we yeah. can't underestimate how awesome lava looks right well, well so i think yeah, there I is need something to talk about that one shot because <laughs> that shot was the shot that made me go like wow which, Which one? The, the cabin it's... shot. Yeah. When it comes through the fucking wall. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I, I watched it a couple of times. So I was trying to figure out how they did yeah. it. Clearly there was a screen. Like clearly that yeah. was a blue screen shot. Yeah. But it's done pretty seamlessly. It's, Their blue screen work with the with the lava is fairly yeah. good. Like given. It felt like they used it selectively enough, yeah. like in a complete, yes. in like complete digital yes. form to be like, and then we're going to get it just right when we do it. Because for yeah. the most part, you're going to see what you see in camera. Yeah. It's, I mean, just to go back to the idea of like, one thing that I do want to call out with with yeah. volcanoes in general is just, if you think about kind of, with the exception of Europe, like actual just East or Western Europe, with the exception, and 
really just France and the Northwestern Europe, pretty much every major civilization has a familiarity with and contends with volcanoes on a pretty Mm. regular basis. Like the entire, the ring of fire all through, you've got, you know, the Eastern Pacific, you've got Italy has of course a long and storied history. (laughs) And so as a result, that's how, how I guess Northwestern Europe, because you had British explorers who, you know, with Pompeii and everything. Mm -hmm. So it is one of the few, like an earthquake is something that not everyone experiences or is familiar God, yeah, with. Yeah, that's right. I forget that. Yeah, like most people don't know. I've, I've seen people I've seen people on Twitter be like, I would love to experience an earthquake because I just don't know what it feels like. But volcano, tornadoes, when New Yorkers move here and they're like, it's my first earthquake. Yeah, and they just, there's no, they have no frame of reference. And it's yeah. also something that happens only sporadically. It doesn't, you know, you can go years without ever experiencing it or having anything to reference it from. But volcanoes are something that we can really like, even it, that there's no... With a hurricane, you can dismiss it and say, you know, oh, it's just really windy and wet, like big deal. But with a volcano, there is no way you can minimize what it is. And we <laughs> all have a frame of reference for it. So I do think like to a degree, that's part of why it's we have fire, these- vi- lo- fire it's- liquid being vomited up from inside the fucking earth. That feels yeah. biblical. It's yeah. biblical it does feel in its biblical. scope. I agree. It's, you know, have you guys read The Wolf Den? Have you heard of this book, mm-hmm. The Wolf no. Den? I don't uh, read it. It's, it's, uh, it's basically- <laughs> What was that? You don't I read? Don't, I don't read. Okay. I don't read. Uh, I have Twitter it's, now. It's a it's a first in a trilogy about a brothel in Pompeii. Oh, um, before the, obviously you know the volcano goes off. Wow. Um, and it is literally about like these women. Uh, there's elements of the sort of the supernatural to it as well to a certain degree. It's really fascinating because she, I, I feel like. It is a great metaphor. Volcano as metaphor works so well in so many different ways. But just that idea of like having this this brothel at the center of it, this feminist, this icon of of mm-hmm. control and feminism yeah. and what have you, I think is really fascinating. But again, like I don't know. I I, I do feel like the lava shots and the when that lava rolls down, which you don't see a ton of in this movie, yeah, um, which I think is interesting. It feels lava like lava in this eruption. Oh really? For what is it like a strat? Uh, so it's what? a strata volcano. So this kind of so every that is when geologists talk about the accuracy. And I'm sorry, Phil, you you, you no. will get but the lava thing. When geologists talk about the accuracy of these movies, the biggest inaccuracy in this movie truly is the fact that there is lava flowing like it is. This is this kind of lava mm. flow is something you would see in Hawaii, which is a very different kind of lava, and mm-hmm. it's a very different kind of eruption. This would not have this kind of lava flow. I don't care. Yeah, they don't do it much. Yeah. So there's that. And then I would also say, because my in my mind, and again, take it for what it's worth, this movie, I, I associate the visuals of that dust and those sort of like those bombs and that mm-hmm. whatever. Volcano, I associate lava. Because I yes. feel like yes. there was lava so much lava going on down the in was fucking volcano. In volcano, in the, the lava center. is the threat. Yes. In this, the under in this pyroclastic ash is the threat here yeah yeah and and you really feel it i mean as we mentioned that that sort of that sequence of it essentially tearing apart the fucking town at the end is incredible um but the lava stuff again like i do feel like there's only kind of a couple money shots with it but they really do a great job um i do wonder if a lot of the cost of this movie was just in a the practicality b shooting on location which is obviously very expensive to do yeah um but but again like you know the acid lake stuff is great um the the flooding there's a whole flood portion yeah. of this movie that's fucking crazy too well not like the, so, the, 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 the eruption Lahar, of mount st helens yeah. was yeah. defined by the the explosion the i think it's the 
forget north or south face of it comes off it's there's the, the flow face. that comes down yeah. and then it's the 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 flood yeah like the timber filled mud sludge flood was what did maybe so at the greatest degree of damage in the wake of mount st helens that's true so the lahar which is what it's called and i was so excited I, like, I love when we get a lahar sequence because you don't get those very because it's like one of those under acknowledged underappreciated sure it's but, not as sexy as lava but and a big so cloud good. of fire but it's fucking and it is a freight train coming yeah. at you like that is because it's not just water it is water it is debris and then it's like sludge because you've also got the volcanic it's ash mixed forest's in. worth of shit yeah running at you like you said like a freight train yeah it, and it looks fucking scary by the it way like so this good. in this it looks scary i thought yeah, yeah and that's oh, and yeah the, i think that for a movie that ultimately has a pretty low death count because we don't get like yeah you know we don't get the roland emmerich four different subplots we don't meet the t- i think part of the thing one of the things that this movie really has to its advantage is that for the most part there is rachel who has no question yeah. in her mind like she th- smartly they have her because they partner her up immediately with the sexy mm-hmm. geologist yeah. they have her see the threats immediately so she's mm-hmm. never pushing back um and, and she's never like harry that I is think nice. out of your mind yeah. i love that she's on board immediately that they are 100 percent a team on this mm-hmm. um we see a little bit of the town pushing back because they're like, this is going to ruin the coal, the coal town or whatever, whatever that is going to happen. They're they're (laughs) upset for business reasons. Um, But the biggest antagonist is honestly USGS specifically just being cautious. Yes. And that's, that's it. We don't have, like you cited, you know, the jaws kind of reference, which we always, which is the mayor and the town's better business, which is the mayor and the business bureau essentially demanding that we keep the beaches open. This doesn't really, Mm -hmm. you don't get that. But as a result, we also don't have to deal with a bunch of characters we don't really care about, but are kind of rooting to die. Correct. We really just, this is a movie about a family trying to survive a disaster to the point where, as you said, at the end, the town is decimated. I personally watching this movie don't even think twice about that. I'm never like, man, those poor people have to resettle their lives (laughs) because there is no one in that town. Like, Rachel doesn't even have a quirky best friend. Yeah, there is no like, quirky yeah. best friend. This You're is right. a movie that would have like, if this were, if this had been written differently, there would be like a quirky waitress who works at Rachel's coffee shop. Who's <laughs> like, man, he's a fine piece. Why aren't you going to yeah, get the, him? Yeah, the slutty small town exactly. coffee, coffee server. Yeah, Who then inevitably dies and is punished for lusting after yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Like we don't have those moments. And so- I actually think like it's a fairly bloodless film as a result, which means that you can really enjoy the lahar. You can really enjoy. You can like, really enjoy the lahar. Oh, I you can really it savor is, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roll it around on your tongue a little. There is well, the only, the only, the only like revenge killing we get is the uh, helicopter pilot. I do take that back. Oh, that's right. That bounces. Oh. It like hits and then it's. But I also want to say too. Early in the film, when the shit really, yeah, I'll say too, this movie kind of slow plays a little bit, right? You've obviously got the big, uh, the the big sequence up top where the wife dies, but mm-hmm. then you really don't get much other than like a couple kind of getting cooked in a in yeah. a pool of hot water. Oh, that's right, um, the hot spring. Oh, but the ho- that outside was of that, to me as a kid, yeah, it really kind of you yeah. know lays piping. Mm-hmm. And then when the shit hits the fan, it pretty much just goes for the rest of the movie from that point <laughs> yeah. on. But I will say that when the shit starts to hit the fan and people try to flee the town, the fucking whole highway collapses and you see all those cars getting crushed. You're like, yeah. oh, so everyone's 
trapped and they're all going to die here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't even half this population like, is. Dead. I'm surprised oh, yeah. you don't even have like a fucking gymnasium filled with townsfolk that are like trying to survive or like some sort yeah. of way of showing this town. <laughs> yeah. The only thing you see is it getting fucking wrecked. Listen, <laughs> man, they had $120 million and they weren't going to pay a damn dollar for more than two speaking lines for any extra. Okay, That's right. I was also surprised that more of the crew, and by that I mean like Grand yeah, Heslov, and I, I thought those people were going to get picked off. Yeah, but me they too. didn't even die. No, they mm-hmm. make it. Yeah. <laughs> We just have to have we just have to have Pierce Brosnan's boss like stand in for all. You just have Paul. Well, he's sacrificial because Paul didn't want to. Paul didn't believe. Paul did not understand the true. Which, like, I do. There is a unlike a lot of these movies where the bad guy who's or like the the geologist who doesn't believe. You're like, man, you are you not? Have you never seen a disaster movie before? You not know what you're doing. In this case, like, I do. I'm. I understand Paul's concerns. Yeah. Paul, and, they make yeah. it very, and Paul's little speech in the beginning when we first yep. meet him of like, mm-hmm. when it is time to evacuate, you will know we are evacuating with good reason. Yeah. Yep. Is in a different movie, the impassioned speech that he gives as the hero. It's true. That's very true. I, I also think too, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I respect the fact that he, he literally admits he was wrong. Yeah. Like at the first opportunity he calls up, he calls up Pierce and he's like, yeah, I fucked up. I was wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. And the fact that he does that makes his death that much sadder too, yeah where you're yeah. just like this guy he knew he fucked up he you know and it's just it's just sad but yeah, I, but yeah I mean, <laughs> you know what though but yeah. like honestly i'm almost happy he dies because then he doesn't have to live with his lifelong guilt of having killed an entire town <laughs> like we saw what happened to pierce brosnan <laughs> after true. just his wife died and that is that he yeah. then apparently spent the next four years just doing push-ups in a room quietly on his own because, like, bad push-ups too by the way you know, look he's been doing them continuously for four years the form's gonna suffer after a while I do yeah he's actually at a, he's at a counterproductive point where he's actually hurting yeah. his musculature it's too many push-ups. Yeah, he's doing a bad job i half expected when we see him like doing push-ups i was like is he gonna have like a beard and he's been like yeah you know, but no he's like clean shaven and he goes into work and he looks fine i was just like then why the push-ups like what yeah it's such, a weird, <laughs> it's such a weird moment to meet the character because we really like yeah. the way that that transition is supposed to make you feel is like it just happened and he's still recovering <laughs> from the loss but then like paul's calling him being like hey buddy we need you to go into the office <laughs> and you get the sense that it's just a day off of work it's fine yeah him. like yeah. everything's okay it is really a weird way to meet him because there's yep. no like there's no he's coping in name only, really. But also like he has to be coping because he seems to have every like he seems to still be working yeah. a job. Like it's not as if he's he's like, I haven't I, I don't do that anymore. We don't get that moment. He's just like, yeah, no, he didn't have I, to get pulled back into the game from not. He also the game. didn't he, at no point. Like, here's what I was expecting. One of the things that I liked about. Pierce and Linda's characters is that like neither of them have been with anybody for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. And like there is this sort of like this is, you know, I- I'm I'm a little bit nervous and this yeah. Time, whatever. Yeah. At no point does he tell her about his wife dying in a volcano. You're right. At no point yeah. is there some sad story where he kind yeah. of like, you know, they have the moment in the car, be- but he doesn't fully tell her, like, well, my wife died by right. by lava bomb to the head. But <laughs> yeah. it just it doesn't, it honestly doesn't yeah. feel like they wanted to have him like grappling with grief and dealing right. with this stuff. So they kind of do just a four year jump so he can be quote unquote over it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the intro to him doing pushups is just such a strange way into yeah. it. I don't really get it. It's a very mature romance that they managed to really work in very like, I agree. 
as somebody who fucking loves romance in like I love romance I don't normally like them in my disaster movies because they're normally yeah. so like Anne Heche and uh Tommy Lee Jones you're like mm. No, she was in love with her assistant, Rachel. Yeah, she's gay. Like, that's yeah. not what that yeah. is at all. Yeah. Um, or like in the same way that you get the default, like, well, that disaster child's been adopted. You often are like, well, she's the woman and he's the man. They're yeah, gonna... They've got a child. Yep. Um, I love that here. Like I said, like it does feel real and it does feel very mature and measured. And like you said, I think part of that is because they're both like, I haven't done this in a while and there's no... It, and it that also then they it happens have in, the, in the middle of the movie too. Like yeah. that's that timing wise is really smart. There's something really lovely about the scene they have in the kitchen. They're they're mm-hmm. walking back from the bar together. Um, and I guess the like the the town gossip sees them. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. there's kind of that cute <clears throat> moment. And then they're in the <clears throat> kitchen and they're about to kiss. And then the daughter wakes up and says, Can I have some water? Yeah. And she's like, Don't worry, she'll go right back to sleep. Which yeah. feels again like a, a surprisingly human moment yeah. that exists in a insane movie. And unfortunately the water is poisoned. So like they, it, that derails yeah. anything of them. Ha- of, of But, but I'm okay with that. I don't need to see them make out until the end, obviously. Yeah. But, but I do think though, one of the things that they do that I, is interesting is when they're trapped in the mine, he like starts talking about how he's going to take them all to Florida and they're going to yes. go fishing yeah. or whatever. Gonna fish. And it's a cute moment. And it it's a, it's clearly a coping mechanism and he's tr- clearly just trying to give them something, you know, hope to, to that they're going to get out of this or whatever. But then at the end, when they're in the chopper, the last line of the movie is the kid being like, so were you being truthful when you said we're all going to go fishing? He's like, <laughs> yeah. And then it's credits. And you're just like, I, Okay. <laughs> like I don't I don't know that I needed that necessarily. Right. But like, I mean you watching like oh, maybe you guys get therapy first and yeah. then you take his mom on a second date and then you right. go deep sea fishing. Yeah. Or find yeah. a new home since your town is gone. Like, yeah. I just, well you're all well, anyway, we're gonna go to Florida. Create a memorial for Florida. your terrible grandmother. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I mean it's well, it's that trauma bonding thing that you get in all these movies. Um, where we're like, yes. okay, well, now they're they're together forever now because they've lived through the disaster. But there's I also, do... you know, this is super weird and totally coincidental. But last night I just happened to be rewatching um, Catching Fire, the Hunger Games movie. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Which also has an old lady that also gets injured and is dragged around. Oh, that's true. In the center of the film, I yeah. forgot about that. And I'm just like, what is this a thing? Like, is there is there something about like dragging old ladies into like into disaster situations? I, I don't know. It's a it's it is a compelling part. It's a, it is a trope of the genre for sure. I mean, you go back to Poseidon Adventure, and you've got Shelley Winters as Shelley. grandma, yes. Yes. who is you know the diving or the the swimming champion, Bell yep. Rosen. Yeah. Bell yep. Rosen, always in our hearts. Um, but yeah, I no, mean, I, Ju- Shelley Winters perpetually disrespected by disaster movies. I Fucking know. bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I understand. First of all, like, listen, old people obviously tug at your heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. um, although Ruth fucking sucks, and we all know that she's yeah. Sucks, Ruth, but, Ruth right. fucking but, sucks. But there is something about just it's. I, I ultimately think it was the kids' love of Ruth right. that works, it, yes. as opposed to Ruth herself, who sucks. Totally. I do. I do want to shout out. Those are some like they're not terrible disaster kids. They're, they're not disaster kids. kids who make poor decisions, but they are good kids. Yes. Yeah. They're ultimately just parentified, which is like you poor kids. <laughs> like, it's not your fault. Yeah. Like those there's are something kids- about when they're driving up to the grandma's house. Yeah. You're just like. First of all, that kid's feet aren't making it to the pedals, but no. but also just like 
her being like, maybe this was a bad idea, mm-hmm. which is again a shitty line. Yeah, that she sells. Yeah, <laughs> those kid, those kid actors were really good. Right, for being, like having they been really sell shitty. AI. Yeah, 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 totally. I don't know if either of them went on to do anything of note, but I do. He looks a little like a young JGL. He's not. He does. He looks a yeah, it's like that. Him. It's that era where everybody, every little boy looked that way. Yeah. Right. And I like that he's got like his little hideout in the mine. He's like, I've got yeah. snacks and drinks. And like, I just, I, I think it's kind of adorable. The, the kids, to your point, could have been total placeholders bullshit. And they weren't. They actually right. like served a real purpose and they felt like real kids. When they're trapped in the car and the wheels are burning and the daughter calls for her mom in a way that you're just like, is this the end? Yeah. Is kind of good shit. Yeah. It is good shit. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I mean, these like these are kids who you're rooting for them to survive because you're like, that wasn't you made the choice that you thought was the right choice to go save yeah. your grandmother. You should not have been put in that situation in the first place. Totally. That's a very totally. different issue than like these are kids who decided to go off, you know, on an adventure during the volcano. These are kids who have a mission that they just should not have had to be put in mm-hmm. that position of in the first place. <laughs> yes. And that's a totally different issue. But I yeah, think no. what's also interesting about this film, and I imagine is part of why it might not have connected with people or at least like why critics were sort of like, this should be dumber or this should, I I just, I feel like they were sort of, there's not a lot of wins in this movie. Like there's not a lot of victories and that's challenging to some degree, right? Like saving the dog, which is crazy and insane and like (laughs) super coincidental. Yeah. Listen, I'm, 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 Ruffy's number one fan. I'm not suggesting <laughs> that the dog should have died, but the dog disappears and then they just so happen to drive past the dog yeah. on this like yeah. rock or whatever. But like in that's the middle the... of a lava flow, this dog was trying to return flow. the one ring. Yeah, to, yeah. To this, the fire. this dog like, is Samwise. This, this dog, dog is Frodo. But, but it's, it, it speaks to this idea that like that's one of the biggest wins in the movie. Yeah. And it's a silly win. It's like, it almost feels like they wedged it in there. Like they, yeah. after you know, several drafts, you're like, fuck, we can like save the dog. Like, is there, can we get a win? Cause it feels like the wins are just surviving, which by the way, <laughs> yeah. makes this a good movie. Right. But those don't feel like ta- tangible wins. Yeah. And I will say the, against, the little yeah. girl, the little girl actress, uh, Jamie mm. Renee Smith, yes. uh, she did, it seems like appear in at least one episode of true blood. Nice. There her. is a still of her opposite Kristen Bauer von Stratton, the best character in true blood, Pam, and uh, so she she seems to continue to work and get and get jobs. So way to go Good for her. Yeah. You, Good you, for her. You, you're we, we appreciate you. It seems for like it. they both had like decent careers as kid actors. Right. And then the transition was tricky. Um, but good for her yeah. that tr- she made it to True Blood. And to Kristen Bauer von Stratton. Yeah, I just I think that ultimately this movie is grittier than it has any right to be oh totally yeah and, I, I think it, and far grittier why, than like yeah. the idea of the 90s disaster movie is yeah see but no, i think sure. it's actually like i i actually kind of disagree on that though because i think mm-hmm. that again this is a fairly bloodless movie if this were a grittier movie pierce Brosnan wouldn't have saved when they're in the caldera and with the little robot yeah, 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 and his butt. You know the. Yeah, the buddy would have Before yeah. we the did gritty reboots, though, this was contextually gritty. Mm, I still I put it up against a volcano, which is has more brutal deaths. I mean, but feels so much more with that plastic sheen. Right. I I think that this is this is maybe less comicy. Like oh, it's sure. less it's less ridiculous in its 
so it's I guess grittier because it's not so absurd. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. But I, I don't. I if if we're equating grit to um to bodies. Yeah. Then I agree with you. I, I guess what I mean is, I think this movie. I remember seeing the promos for this yeah. film. I remember obviously the whole like volcano versus volcano thing. And I think that this movie having a surprising lack of catharsis at times yeah. and like the valve doesn't get released much in that last, let's say 45 minutes of the film or hour of the film that it makes it surprisingly challenging under the circumstances, which is why I think it's special in that yeah. way. Uh -huh. But I think it's part of like, I there's a part of like the, the Galen Heard thing yeah. kind of did hit me a little bit thinking like I mean obviously she's produced she produced a bunch of James Cameron's movies um she obviously did Walking Dead mm -hmm. I mean she's got a fair amount of credits um and great credits but all of those things tend to fall in that corridor of like how dark can we make it yeah. and still make it palatable to people yeah um and I think this movie has a push and pull of that going on I think that is, I would I say think that's, that's totally yeah, true. I, I do agree. I do think that's fair. In the way that like, like Dante, like, like Deep Impact is not a gritty movie, but if no. we're like, it is the grittier alternative. It is. To it, Armageddon, I, that yeah, movie sure. fucking kills people. See, <laughs> that well, movie yeah. kills people you don't think it's going to well, kill. Well, Deep Impact yes. feels like, I remember at the time, Deep Impact was 98, right? It was the yeah. same, yeah, they were yeah. both 98. I feel like 97 was Contact. And I feel like a lot of people felt like Deep Deep Impact was the Contact like what is the quote unquote reasonable response we would have? Yeah, 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 to yeah. This, to this situation. Yeah, yeah it's the, the threat, the threads, if yeah. you will, Amanda. I will of... not. <laughs> I will. I will simply straight not. up no. I <laughs> literally I, never. Honestly, literally, everything I've never. learned about this film has been against my will, and <laughs> is something I would like to. If I could like slot in and out information into my brain. I would 100% slot in any number of other things over acknowledge that this movie exists or it's anything Jordan has that, told me like, about it. That you're totally right to do that without even knowing how fucking bad it is. I don't but, like need you're to know. totally right to do it with what you know. I just don't need I just you know there's like certain <laughs> things in your life where you're like, you know, I just don't I don't need to like skydive in my yeah. life. Like right. I, I have a general sense of what it is. If one day I decide that, yes, that's the thing I'd like to do, I will do mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to experience falling out of a plane to yeah. be told that that's not a thing I'm probably going to enjoy. No, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Likewise, um, I don't need to experience <laughs> anything involving this new, this like incredibly realistic, incredibly. bleak, brutal movie about nuclear annihilation <laughs> yeah. i don't need to experience yeah, anything I, about that movie to know that i don't I never watched to. uh i never watched chernobyl the, yeah. the hbo thing exactly I, was like, I don't need to see people melting I it's don't why need to i never them. watched the amy winehouse documentary yeah. and i there won't you go. there you go there's just certain things you don't need in I, life, I know and you can just kind of go you know isn't what? it horrible i know yeah. Yep. Like I, there's a lot of things I'll push like that. I'm starting to realize like, oh, that's a silly thing that I should probably like push myself on a little bit. It's just that's not one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's not a, that's not a boundary yeah. you need to push. Like sure. ordering something off of a menu that I've never eaten before. Yes, that is a thing I should push myself on. I think so. Sure. You know, not not because I'm a picky eater, but just because my brain is like, well, that's the thing you get every time you go to this restaurant. So mm -hmm. that's your food at this restaurant because that's how my brain works. But like 
there are things that I can venture and try and experiment with and sure. Yeah. Threads will never be one of them. Threads, it doesn't threads, have to be, but heroin, I'm, I'm going to bring it up like whenever I can. Yeah. I know you will. <laughs> have you Incredible. seen it though? No. Oh, great. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about um, fantasy casting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't mean to jump ahead. No, no. but if I think we have kind of if we, once we hit threads in this in the in the episode, yeah. that tends to be the marker that we're done talking about the thing. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So and that, before which puts we us head into, into what yes. we're really about, but yes. first, but Please, first, yes. Yes. we don't have a sponsor. But what we do want to take a few seconds to talk about is the Disaster Girls online shop mm-hmm. because it exists now, gang. And Amanda is currently wearing she one of the wears. From. One of the I am wearing the Disaster Girls hoodie with a volcano. Uh, with this has our logo on it. Uh, it is currently pulled from the shop while we figure out what was going on with the printing process on it. But there's a bunch of other really cool things you can get. You can get the disaster. You can get the disaster girls just with the graphic of the of the the title. You can get um, hats. You can get water bottles. Coolest of all, though, the Saint stickers for sure. The Saint sticker, are, yeah. The Saint stickers and those mugs, man. Those mugs, yeah. So there's we've got disaster girls. Our disaster, our first disaster diva collection featuring. Uh, Captain Monroe Kelly from Congo, Ellie Harding, uh, or sorry, Joe Harding, yes, Ellie Sattler from Jurassic Park, and then Joe Harding from Twister. Mm-hmm. Um, in the classic, real extreme, the real extreme in classic iconography. Uh, with then there's so we have these mugs that have that on one side, and then the Disaster Girls logo on the other side, which look cool as hell. Um, I also recently, because now I know how the text editor works, we're going to be having. Um, <laughs> Dr. Lady Scientist mm-hmm. t-shirts and gear. Oh. We're going to have a, a disaster dad gear for all the disaster dads in your life. We've got t-shirts that have um, our favorite character actor casts like Lindo and Tucci and Woodard and Qualls from The Core. We've got all sorts of stuff going on over there, guys. And I'm very excited about it. I am mostly making this merch so that I can buy it myself. And then there you go. Buy, you know, give, buy the things, make the things you want to see in the world. Exactly. My entire wardrobe is slowly just going to become stuff that's like just text-based shirts that entirely reference disaster movies. And you can have that life too. The tote's also really cool. The tote that has, (laughs) the tote bag that has our logo, our big Disaster Girls logo on it. Yes. Logo by Bailey Watro, of course. Bailey Watro did the logo. Um, and it looks fucking great. So go to disastergirls.myshopify.com and you can check out everything we've got. I'm going to basically at night now that I'm done, when I'm done with work, I'm like, I'm going to play around on the editor and try and make more stupid things. So you could get like, you know, athletic, you can get, uh, leggings, athletic leggings that just say disaster girls all over them. In yeah. She's already red. been having some fun. You guys Who doesn't been, want that with the long sleeve crop top. Oh, the long sleeve crop top with the volcanoes on each sleeve though. That shit looks cool. Yeah. She's like, already being inspired, feeling inspired. I, I, I don't know. There's one person in this world who will buy this and wear it and look cool as fuck. And I don't know who that person is, but I'm excited. I think we make it be Sarah's child. You know, I can, I can do this to our friend's daughter. Absolutely. She's three. She can wear a shirt. (laughs) She can wear a shirt. Congratulations. You're a disaster diva. Oh my God. Yeah. So we're going to have all sorts of disaster diva gear, all sorts of stuff. So um, if you haven't checked it out yet, go to disastergirls.myshopify.com and get all of your important disaster diva gear. And that does bring us into what was this movie really about? Mm -hmm. Which uh, Jordan, well, you know, Phil, who wants to go first? Jordan, you go first. Let's see here. What is what is Dante's Peak really about? 
What is the volcano a metaphor for? I mean, sometimes the volcano is just a volcano, and sometimes it can be is just a volcano. Case. I do think that this is a movie that is ultimately about why it is healthy and good to leave your small town. Okay. Okay. I think this Wait, is as soon movie... as you started saying healthy and good, I was like, this is going to be about leaving a small town. I can feel yeah. it coming. I think that Rachel, you know, Rachel, as we learn about her, that she grew up in this town, her, the father of her children is kind of just a rolling stone. Ruth yeah. is, her, is her mother-in-law. It's not her actual mother. And she just kind of maintains this relationship with the kid. Like she maintains the kid's relationship with the grandmother entirely through her own effort because apparently the grandmother doesn't leave the mountain yeah and so what we can really tell is that basically rachel has completely stagnated her life to the point of becoming the mayor of this town (laughs) and running a coffee shop oh yeah because and and that's the extent of her world and so it takes you know other than an actual catastrophe she never would have met harry Mm mm-hmm yeah. And it takes yeah. this literal catastrophe bringing the outside world into her world to draw her out and finally pull and then she's finally forcibly removed from this town. And I think it's really just this is a movie ultimately about how sometimes you have to take that risk and leave your small town before the community center meeting is called. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I if By the I'm time living... the community center meeting mm. is called, it might be too late. Yeah, as we yeah. learn in this movie, like honestly, the minute that it's a cop is driving through my small town at the foot of a volcano saying that there is a strongly encouraged community center meeting happening at 4 p.m. at the local gym. I am leaving. Because if, <laughs> if the town, if my town is willingly, if the politicians willingly want to hear from the people in my town, having been to city council meetings for a small town, right? if you are willing to subject yourself to that, things must be really dire. Yep. <laughs> so therefore, leave your small town before the community center meeting happens. Mm. Don't be afraid to step out. Don't be afraid to push yourself. Don't push yourself to see threads, but don't be afraid to push yourself (laughs) outside of the small town boundaries because you might meet Harry. You definitely won't have to deal with your mother-in-law who lives on a mountain. Your kids (laughs) won't have to drive a car up a mountain. And your child probably won't, as a result, play in caves if you leave the small town from which you were born. So that is no, why I, I mean, I think that's that. a I think that's a really good reading. That makes that makes sense to me. Thank you. That tracks. Yeah. I mean, and I do think to a large degree, this is just a movie about a volcano. I, I don't think, think this too. is. I think it is too. I don't think this has the nuance of volcano, which is, you know, as we have discussed about anti-racism is yes. about yeah. nimbyism and the yeah. fears of bringing in people. It's a, from it's outside a closet. And... Na- it's a queer closeted narrative. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's so many different layers <laughs> to volcano. And I think that Dante's peak to a large degree because it's so small and because it's so focused, you know. Uh, I will. I will add that this is a movie about cut out your relatives. Oh yeah, cut them out. Like yeah. your your family, if they are shitty, are not in fact owed your time or your attention yeah. or yeah. your yeah. respect. Like the the blood bond does yeah. not actually mean you have to put up with them in ways that are like detrimental to you. Like yeah. work it. to resolve conflict like be a problem solver be engaged but like up to the point where you have put in a diligent effort to like Mm -hmm. maintain a fruitful and reciprocal relationship if you pass that point of of like rational meaningful work that makes you feel good about it and you're like now this is just a job i do yep fuck that yeah i agree fuck them you don't actually need these birth there i one of my favorite 
things to talk about in the world is the time when my friend, when she was coming out of medical school, she started working at Children's Hospital Los Angeles before she was like an official full doctor. And they would bring in this like emeritus UCLA doctor who was like the something like the first woman to ever go through UCLA medical school, medical school, mm-hmm. like one of those pioneers. And they would bring her in kind of to every iteration of like the next group of like externships and was like ancient at that point, like racist, like kind of all the things you would expect of like an old trailblazing pioneer woman who had to like white woman who had to break into a man's world. Uh, you know, your, your racist grandma kind of situation, tough old broad. And one of the things she said to Christy and her group of fellow new doctors was she said that a family is just a group of people organized around its weakest link. Oof. Damn. <laughs> wow. I, I'm not saying that's, that's how you have to exclusively view family from this like cynical old trailblazing mm-hmm. bitch. But in many, in some cases, it does tend to be. And this is a group of people like, when Linda Hamilton and her children organized so much around this mm-hmm. one old yeah. fucking asshole who won't leave her mountain and is holding them all hostage as a result of her idiosyncrasies and, no, at a certain and point, you gotta shortcomings. Cut that. You gotta cut that. Yeah. You gotta move on. You know what I mean? Like, get you the fuck yeah. out of there. That These woman's don't know son doesn't even visit her. Like, why are we hauling up a mountain? That's true, too. That's exactly. True. So that's where I'm at. The Dante's Peak right. is a movie about cut off your relatives you don't I actually like, like it's okay. like oh but family's okay. all you got in the end it's like so you want to be stuck in the end with the worst people you know absolutely yeah. not yeah yeah i agree i like. I that. agree with both of these takes <laughs> family group of people organized around its weakest member yeah and and again both of these can be solved by leaving your fucking town yes. <laughs> not Indeed. becoming mayor just yep. leaving your town with your terrible yep. mother-in-law but you I had so you had a dream casting impulse yeah well, I, want to I, had a, dream casting. I had a cast so my pitch is a sequel. Yeah. Okay. Um, where Linda Hamilton, Pierce Brosnan, still together, living in the the new Dante's Peak. God, I would love whatever. to see that couple now. This is my like, point. Present yeah. Linda, present then, Pierce. Oh yeah. And then the yeah. daughter comes back to town, played by Kristen Stewart. Oh okay. God. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> and. I'm in. And the fucking volcano explodes again. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like it's yes. just you know I mean? like and it destroys the town all over again. Oh perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love this cast. That sounds okay. outstanding. So this came out in 1997. So we Correct. could theoretically get the script written and have it be ready for the 30th anniversary in 2025, 27. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We've got five years to go. We can do this. Five years. And it can no, be three years. <laughs> Oh, right. It's 2022. I guess it's... <laughs> well, it's almost I know, I was 2023. I know. And I was thinking 2027, which. But, oh, oh. Yeah, because okay. it'd be the 30th anniversary. So they probably okay. are all returning to the town for the 30th anniversary of the eruption of Dante's Peak. Oh, yeah. mm. yep. perfect. And then perfect. rechristening the town. Yeah, yep. they're, you know, it's the town is thriving. Rachel obviously has gone on to um, other great things, probably staying in politics. I would agree. I was going to say, she's mm. a senator now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like yeah. She's a congresswoman. Of like a yeah. beautiful Northern California, like Marin County town. Yeah, yeah. They moved away from the, the from volcanoes. And Harry yeah. is working for USGS. And yeah. And like Graham and, and what are the, I can't remember where the little girl's Lauren. name was. Lauren. Yeah. Lauren. They've like, you know, they're estranged and yeah. like, yeah. they're kind of whatever. They're like he never you know, got, classic he never millennial kids that don't yeah. fucking, yeah. Have like no 
whatever. Yeah, I just I feel like I want to see Kristen Stewart in the Pierce Brosnan role. Like I want to see mm, her coming to town yeah. and being like, you know, an action hero. I feel but, like yeah, you, and we know we know that works because underwater rules. Okay. Underwater rules, and I also feel like Amanda doesn't agree. Probably I think she's great in underwater. I will give you that. <laughs> she is great. I liked underwater. I, I didn't love that, it, movie. but I liked it fine. I love but it. I, but I will say these are these are very similar blueprints to Skyfire. I could very easily see Kristen Stewart in sure, Skyfire. Sure. So yeah, Skyfire, sure. which is again the Chinese mm-hmm. movie we just watched, does have a super cool geologist girl who rides a motorcycle motorcycle yeah and does all of her field work in motorcycle boots and she's yeah. cool as shit I so just, yes i'm with you on this i'd like to see we kill linda and pierce end of first <gasps> act and it becomes a brother sister having to like survive the fucking elements oh my and- god you're going to orphan them oh my god that's some J.J. Abrams shit right yes. there that you're just going to go rehash it while killing off the original cast. Oh, I feel you? like, I mean, maybe not both of them, but one of them's got to bite it in the first act. Uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. I don't know if it's Pierce or Linda, probably Pierce, because I think that like you want Kristen to take on the the and I want role. I want a Kristen and Linda show. I want That's Kristen what I'm opposite. Oh, Kristen, like, Linda God. and like and Graham's just like crying in the backseat or whatever. Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. you just like that. That to me is a movie I would watch. I mean, I'm in. Yes. I, I I feel very I'm not sure how I feel about Harry dying because I love Harry as a character. Um, Harry, sure. in retrospect, I'm like, oh, that's what I was looking for when I was in geology program. I was trying to find <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to learn about the science, but also right. I wanted to find this perfect geology sure. man. Like, sure. how do I find that man? Um, I just think yeah, he would like sacrifice it. himself. I, I agree. You know I'm mean? like, yeah, you do need that moment. So yes, sure. I agree. But also um, I do like having just again, with I like the I, I loved the dynamic in Skyfire of which the main love story was a father and daughter. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they were both geologists and the father basically it was like about how essentially the daughter felt like her father had abandoned her after her mother was eaten by a volcano. Right. And so I really love that dynamic. And I think that Kristen Stewart with that dynamic could be really fun, but I, I don't disagree. I feel like the drafts, Phil, like we can work on this. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I think ultimately my brain goes to like the killing of Drew Barrymore at the beginning of scream where it's like, right. people Ugh. aren't going to expect one of them to bite it in yeah. the first act. So like, that's, exciting but yeah i just i ultimately think i just i just want to see christmas stewart fighting volcanoes I yes mean, I, I'm I think in. that's a very reasonable yeah. request in life yeah yeah like she should fight volcanoes that is just yeah, a yeah, thing i mean she i, I can't us. do better than put Kristen stewart in a dante's peak movie yeah <laughs> nope yeah <laughs> no phil phil came phil came into this within his pocket the trump to all beat all trump cards yeah he was like yeah. we <laughs> I can give the people what they want. Kristen Stewart versus Volcano. If her girlfriend Mackenzie Davis is there too, great. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Graham dies, but we get a Mackenzie Davis. Okay. It's it's happiest season meets Dante's Peak. Is that basically (laughs) what it is? Their relationship is like everybody's out. Everybody's living their Mm -hmm. truth now. Everybody's Mm -hmm. above board. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And 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 Mackenzie's like the woodsy lesbian who wants to be like, we should live here. And Kristen's like, not a fucking chance. (laughs) And then Kristen's right. Yeah. 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 That's right. I love this idea. I mean, we're getting Twister too. I don't see why we can't get Dante's Peak too. Yeah, they're doing Twisters, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah, they're doing Twister too. They are. And I think without any of the ideas that we've had for it, unfortunately. Ironically, it's being written by a man who has my father's name, and I'm very upset about that. I'm like, if you're going to get a Smith, you couldn't call me. Who's writing? If you were just wanting a Smith, a man named Mark Smith. I didn't even know there was a writer named Mark Smith. 
that's that could be I, I any writer because like it really could helen hunt is essentially just a cameo right like she's essentially have to just assume a... she went through a lot like jan yeah. he put her through a lot in that <laughs> and movie. and he's no longer with us so like there's that whole thing too where it's like do you want to do like bill paxton yeah there's a whole thing Philip Seymour uh, I, Hoffman. Yeah. I know well we remember our workaround on this was that we were going to pair her up with gerard butler as like mm. she was going to be a teacher and then he was going to be some like there was going to be a lovers to or enemies to lovers dynamic with her and gerard butler while her daughter maggie grace uh, was <laughs> the maggie one who grace, fought, agent maggie grace agent maggie grace fought volcanoes or fought t- tornadoes and todd field it. directs it it yeah. No, because and I'm sorry, Todd Field. But no, it would it was in not it. Be. He's an actor in Twister. He is. Yeah. Well, he I didn't needs... just make that up. I, didn't I really that that was... of... I honestly was like, why are we just because he makes like movies? Todd now? Field's one of the fucking weirdo guys. He's yeah. Like... What? Which one? Yeah. Hold on. Now I have to Google. Oh yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to remember like something he says. That like he has like a line that kind of catches on. As soon as I see his face, I will know which yeah. one it is. Like that's not going to be. There's not going to be a question in my mind. Yeah, I'm just. Oh my god, he's that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. that guy. He's that guy. Wow. Huh. Can you imagine if I just Honestly, pitched Todd Field for no what... reason? <laughs> Honestly, like, like, oh, wait, he must. He must know him. Wait, so. This is the director, Todd Field? Yes. Yeah. I am so bewildered because this is never in a million. If you would ask me to describe what Todd Field looks like, like based entirely upon what I assume Todd Field looks like, yeah. it would not be that. And I can't tell you why, but like in my head, it was not that, which he kind of looks like. <laughs> he looks like if you put Ryan Johnson and Elon Musk into an a baby generator, a baby <laughs> generator, and then like digitally aged him up. Wait, have you, way- Amanda? Have you never seen Eyes Wide Shut? No. Oh, he's in that too. So here's the thing about me with movies: is if it didn't involve a disaster, okay. or if it's not a rom com, if it's a prestige movie from the last twenty to thirty years, a Amanda has missed a have. lot of movies. I okay. have not seen a lot okay. of movies from the last twenty or thirty years. Everything okay. I've seen is either black and white. Or it's like fun, fluffy stuff. It is wild that Todd Field of Twister directed Little Children and Tar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's fucking Although it's less weird that the Todd Field of Eyes Wide Shut directed those films. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. (laughs) That's just like looking at that as like, holy shit. Yeah. And that like last two directing credits, Little Children and then 16 years later, Tar. Like, wow, what were you ruminating on? Wait, hold on. Then who's the guy? (laughs) Now I'm really confused. This is not- Todd have you mixed him up with, Amanda? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to scream at me. (laughs) Because Amanda thinks Jane Levy and Jane Lynch Lynch. are the same person. (laughs) Like, Amanda has face name blindness. Who did you think this was? Todd Phillips. Oh my (laughs) God. Oh, yeah, they have slightly different filmographies. It's like, wow, why is everyone so geeked out about Tar by this? Like, I can't imagine the guy who wrote Joker. Oh, you thought Todd Phillips directed Tar then? Yes. That's crazy. Todd Phillips' version of Tar sounds... I'm not I'm not into like, that. Todd Phillips directing a second twister, there's a logic to that that I don't like, but no, like it tracks. But like Todd, that way, I was putting like, Todd no. Phillips into tar and not being like, I should verify oh my that God. that's who I'm thinking oh about. Oh my. Wow. I just didn't think that there would be So you during this conversation, you thought Todd Phillips was in Twister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
Oh my god. That's pretty great though. I Talk knew as and soon as this started there. coming apart, I was like, are you doing it again? Is this a Jane Levy Jane Lynch situation? This foot blonde lesbian and then it The best was she was like, wait, Todd. And then she stopped <laughs> herself because she was like, I've done a terrible thing. I've done something terrible. <laughs> wow. Absolutely nuts. So confused all award season. Everyone's like, oh, tar this, tar that. And I'm like, the guy who wrote Joker? <laughs> well, directed the guy that directed the hangover? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whatever the like I've gotten past that aspect of it. I'm like, clearly this man just like he's got other shit he wants to do now. Like, sure, sure, sure. But like I tar really was like tar. Yeah. Really, we're getting about like I'm just shocked. Yeah, that would be shocking, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be shocking. It would be something. I'm yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'm happy about that we've been able to steer you ashore. Yeah, and help you understand season what the rest of this award season looks like. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. This makes so everything about the last four months makes so much more sense. So much more sense now. Okay, we um, should give the towering infernos. For yeah, this we movie. should. Yeah, because I know you have work to do. Amanda. Yeah, that's also not what I thought Todd Phillips would look like, but it's closer <laughs> to what I thought he would look <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Than Todd Field, which I didn't have any opinions on what he looks like. So, Phil, how many towering infernos are you going to? So it's out of five. Out of five. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd give. So we're rating this on like a disaster. It's really right. It's yeah, kind of like, like disaster. You're We rate we rate like the big ones against each other, and we rate right. sort of okay. the small ones against each other because like okay, Skyfire yeah. isn't gonna quite be like or not necessarily Skyfire because that's big for for even like, Chinese release. But super, like super like, Cyclone is special. not gonna be right, on right, the right. level of this. But they're gonna do like it's. I feel like a big par- portion of it, at least when Jordan and I talk about it, is like also, you know, are we going to revisit this movie? Is this a movie you're going to come yeah. back to over and yeah. over again? Mm-hmm. This isn't, is this a relatively good movie relative to the to Tar? No. Yeah. But okay. is yeah, this, that's that's yeah. what I meant. Like, is, yeah. we're, we're comparing this to other disaster movies. I, I would say that this, I'm going to give this four and a quarter Towering Infernos. Okay. Yeah. Solid. I, I think that this movie, I mean, again, I don't go as deep as you guys. I don't know the genre as well as you guys do. Um, but of the oeuvre of the of the uh, disaster films that oh, I really? have seen, this is mm-hmm. definitely a uh, top, top tier for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where I'm at. Okay, great. Jorg, what about you? It's four and a half for me. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love this movie. It's outstanding. I have a great time with it. What a cast. Yeah, four and a half. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I for me, it's a four and a, it's a four and a quarter only because... If given the opportunity to watch Vol- Volcano or Dante's Peak, I'm gonna pick Volcano every time. <laughs> and that's really? Not- yes, I just I, I would go fifty fifty. It's gonna be. I gotta rewatch Volcano. I haven't seen I, it since ninety seven, so I, I gotta it's, see. It's not a great movie. It's for me. It's it such is a, a hoot. It's a fun time. It's just a ridiculous movie. I love Dante's Peak, though. I did. I mean, I say this even as somebody who's like. People always like make you choose. I made the tweet the tweet the other day of like everyone always makes us choose between the two volcano movies and why can't we have both? And that's true. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that it is a an either or. There is not one is better than the other. I generally speaking enjoy volcano more, but I think rewatching it, this is a movie that I'm really growing into. Like <laughs> it is a I love I like this is the first watch where I really enjoyed Rachel and Harry together. Like this was uh-huh. the first you know, yeah. This is this is a movie I have come to enjoy more, but um, yeah, four and a quarter. It's a great, it's a great job. Good job, guys. 
Listen, I am I'm so honored that I got to come on and talk about it with you guys. Truly, uh, it's um, I'm glad that I got to rewatch it. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, guys, th- this is getting to come on on this podcast a, a real honor. So I thank you, thank you so you for much joining for us. On. Bill, before we send you off, you know, yes. where can we find you? What do you want to promote? Yes. What do you, you know, do you happen to, we talked a little about one of your podcasts, but you have sure. like, you know, uh, an empire, Yeah, so. uh, I can be, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter at PM Iscove. Um, I'm also on Instagram there. Uh, the podcast is Podcast Like It's. That can be found on Instagram uh, and on Twitter. Uh, podcast Like It's 1992 will be starting up in February um, with, um, uh, I don't want to say, well, fuck it, I'll say it. Because when is this airing? Uh, you know? Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, then I'm not going to say. Okay. But it's going to okay. be a really exciting episode. I'm really excited to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I've got the Patreon, which uh, will be double features, which will be starting up uh, in February as well. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for 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 letting me uh, talk. And you know, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I it's mean, been great and I to hope you guys you. will come on and talk. Uh, oh, I'm ready. From 1992. I don't know. I mean, I'm ready. We we discussed no, the other day when we were promote when we were uh, you know teasering this episode. Uh-huh. We were like, were there any disaster movies from? Were there any? In the answer is not particularly. Not particularly. Really? Like there's yeah. like a couple options, but they would be they would never be anything you would know. We had to look it up. It was yeah, like something th- about so like a this... real life plane crash. I, I... Well, I need to. I, I know you need to know. I need to go, Amanda. But I, I'm just curious. Are there like lulls in the disaster yeah. genre? Yeah, like it, it kind of goes away for a while. Yeah, it's, it's dormant, the same, if you will. The same way, yes, like a sleeping volcano. <laughs> the same way that every like that the industry, every genre, like has peaks and valleys, right. and you'll go through a period where like we don't have where it's like nothing but biopics. Same thing with disaster movies, and it kind of starts to pick up by like Jurassic Park is the first in ninety three, right. mm-hmm. right, and right, then right. you start you head into. You've got Independence Day, Volcano, right, Dante's right, Peak. Right, right. Well, Roland Emmerich, yeah. You yeah, get like, like the Roland, Roland Emmerich you get wave. Roland Emmerich, right. you get the, you know. When is Independence these... Day? What year is that? Is that 94? 96. Yeah. Oh, wow. 96. So you get 96, you have Independence Day. So you've got Jurassic Park 93. 96 is Independence Day. 97 is Volcano Movies. 98, right. 99 is Asteroid, Asteroid Movies. movies. Yeah. Well, and then now Godzilla kind of... comes back. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and then what you get in the tomorrow, what you get in the two yeah. thousands is the explosion of like the ex- asylum films, like yeah. straight to right, DVD, right, right. like where the like so many of there's so many that we watch between like two thousand and two thousand and like fifteen sure. that are just things that would have never occurred to you. That you are also just have like turned out. global warming and like yeah. climate change and all that sort of stuff that starts to play into all of it too, which is so. But either way, you guys are going to come on for a ninety two for something. Yeah, my yeah. my guess is a rom com. Um, Love which, it. I mean, honeymoon in Vegas, you know? Oh my Um, God, I loved that movie growing up. That was a how. Amanda looks like she's never seen Honeymoon in Vegas. I haven't. Sorry, I was also simultaneously. Okay. I get it. You need to go. We recorded that on HBO and had that VHS tape. We watched Honeymoon in Vegas so much in my house growing up. That's amazing. Amazing. Well, maybe we'll do Honeymoon in Vegas. But either way, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for coming, Phil. And And it was uh, great to have you. Thank you for bringing it on Dante's Peak. All right. Yes. And we will do all of our sign off bullshit. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, so Jordan, you know, next week we're heading into the holiday season, mm-hmm. and I thought that it would be fun if we we did this before if we did another Christmas disaster movie because there oh, are oh gosh, I mean, it's a good idea, yeah. You know, it's the tis the season, so Christmas Twister. 
Christmas twist. A 2012 what it film says on the tin in a small Texas town during the holiday season. Ethan Walker, a meteorologist and part-time professor working at the local university studying tornadoes, is woken in the middle of the night for a call about a tornado that has just hit. Um, and then it goes on from there. And I'm not really going to go into all the details, but the thing that's, you know, the station slick meteorologist is mentioned. The thing that matters most, though, is our cast. We've got a Casper Van Dien movie, guys. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Casper Van Dien, of course, is uh, the meteorologist. Uh, his wife is Victoria Pratt. And Haley Lou Richardson is in it. Shut up. I love yeah. Haley Lou Richardson. Wow. Yeah. This is amazing news. This is. So this is a film from On the occasion of White Lotus, everyone. It's yeah. Haley Lou Richardson. Haley Lou Richardson season. So we've got that. That is streamable. Uh, it's available for rent on all the services. Um, but then Jordan... Where can we find you in the meantime between now and next week? You can find me um, at Jor Crew on Twitter, J-O-R-C-R-U. You can find the Feeling Scene Pod for Maximum Fun, uh, Ots Tyrion. We are plowing our way through the end of a fourth season. Go into that back catalog and check out the whole movie podcast. And yeah, that's where you can find me. And then find our merch. Yeah. Um, so I'm Amanda Smith Says on Twitter. And then, of course, we're disaster underscore pod. Uh, we're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. We're disastergirlspod on Instagram. And then, yeah, I've been make, we've been making merch, and it's really cool. And uh, I'm going to be posting some of it on Inst- on Twitter soon and trying to, like, actually show you guys what we've got. But check it out because, you know, why not rep? It, we're in, it's the holiday season. Celebrate the disaster divas in your life. Absolutely. Um, but we'll see you all back next week for Christmas Twister. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lou Richardson. <laughs> Bye.